the BTSE 365 podcast. I got a plan. I'm about to take my advance and load up the van with them yams. Now nah, I got a plan. Take a little break from them yams and go and invest in some land. Now nah, that ain't the plan. I'm trying to stand on these niggas and fuck every hole on the ground. Yeah, I understand, but rich niggas fuck who they want and broke niggas fuck who they can't. So what is you saying? You can blow all your money, young niggas. Stop counting my bucks if I wanted to, nigga. I can blow the whole bag right in front of you, nigga. I can blow the whole bag right in front of you, nigga. I fool 1K down one of you, nigga. That shit got money still running up, nigga. I can have it all. And you ain't done enough, nigga. Head moves are double up, nigga. Let shit. me do the math. One song, one hit, quarter million dollar whip, four kids, no crib, baby mama finna trip. Thirty on your wrist, another hundred on your neck, but you gon' be deal. When you see the IRS making show money, but you blow money on these hoes running in and out of town. That's another hundred thousand. Ain't nothing that niggas can't hold their own weight, but you fuck around and drown, letting them hold you down. And then you back on the block, and he still ain't got a plan. But them niggas got a plan, cause they think you still got real money in your pants. So they plan and they plot, they want everything you got, yeah. They give a bitch a couple grand, even she got a plan. She ain't just selling bushes, she gon' get her ass done. Be on Instagram, bugging ass. Three niggas planning on land in your bushes. And now they're planning at your funeral. Hey, 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 what it do? What the business be like? It's the BTSE 365 podcast. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. On this unexpected Saturday drop. Because I got a lot of energy today. You know? Woke up this morning, drunk a damn C4, no sugar energy drink. And I've been wired ever since. Went to the gym for about an hour. Went to the stove. Come home. Then grilled. I didn't, man, look. <laughs> and I'm still wired. I said, man, I got some shit to talk about, man. Why I ain't done a podcast yet? Why I ain't dropped a podcast, man? Just like this song said, I got a plan. I got shit. I got shit to talk about. Just tripping. Oh yeah, this this B Howard and F U Stan, two of the the most talented creative artists. Period. Fuck the, where they from. Two of the most talented and creative artists. Period. Song is called I Got a Plan, off their latest project that they did together, called Claude and Ray. You know what I'm saying? This is uh if you ever seen life, it's you know, a play on those two characters, Claude and Ray. Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence. If you listening to my podcast and you ain't never heard that I mean seen that movie, then uh yeah, I'm gonna need you to stop listening to my podcast right now and go watch the movie. They got it on B E T all the time. I think it's on Netflix too. For those of you who've cut the cord. But um, I'm not going to hold y'all long. I promise I ain't. I'm not like the pastor who say, I ain't going to hold you long and then be up there another hour. No, that ain't me. First of all, shout out to the Chop by T podcast. You can catch them on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Chopped by T podcast. Um, I was a guest. That episode just dropped this past week, I believe. So, yeah, y'all go run those numbers up. Great great time with my boy Sko, Demo, and T, who don't never cut no hair, but 
on the podcast anyway, but you know, it's chopped by T. <laughs> Maybe I'd be the first guest to get a haircut on the Chop by T podcast. I need to try to set that up. But on a more serious note, well, not more serious. First, let me start by saying I appreciate y'all tuning in. I really, really do. I really, 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 really do. <laughs> but I want to touch on the the Buccaneers and Patriots game going down on Sunday. Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. Well, the Patriots upset the Buccaneers, who, by the way, don't have Gronk, don't have JPP. Pass rush looked like, well, non-existent pretty much when they played the Rams in L.A. But this is Tom Brady going back to Foxborough as a visitor coming off a Super Bowl season, his first season away from the team. And that team didn't even sniff the playoffs. Hmm. What would the emotions be? You know, is it just another game for Tom? Is Bill going to try to make Tom look bad? Because there's been a lot of stuff out there in the media, you know. Somebody wrote a book, said Bill didn't 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 meet with Tom face to face to end the, you know, their tenure, kind of you know, nip it in the bud or whatnot. Uh, supposedly, Bob Kraft called Belichick a what do you call him a idiot savant. In my in my humble opinion, Kraft just. You know, he kept Belichick because they were winning. The fuck I'm going to get rid of him for? He don't want to be Jerry Jones. Hell, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You heard Jerry Jones now. You heard him before the season. If I do anything (laughs) conceivable, known to man, just to get back to a Super Bowl, that's the curse they've been under since he fired Jimmy Johnson. Now, they won one with Barry Switzer with, you know, Jimmy's plan still in place. But after that, Campo and Parcells and Garrett, you know, now we on to the other guy. But we're not talking about them. We're not. I'm just showing you why Kraft kept Belichick. Now, I just talked to my homeboy last night. And I don't mean my homes. I'm talking about my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? One of my closest friends, one of the only people that I know personally that uh, actually liked the Patriots in 94, <laughs> 95, 96. You know, when the, when they lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl, he was a fan then. Um, and I told him straight up, I honestly believe if the Patriots missed the playoffs this year, and next year, that'll be three straight losing seasons. Three straight playoffless seasons. Robert Kraft is going to fire Bill Belichick or pressure him to retire. One of the two. Because for all his brilliance, defensively especially, Without Tom Brady, which I know that was a 20-year run, without Tom Brady, he 87 gas. He regular unlit it. 
You know, that's just what it is. Now I won't take away from his resume because his resume is his resume. Can't say, well, if he ain't had Tom, then he probably, I, I mean, I can say that, but they was together. Six championships out of 20 seasons, 19 seasons, whatever the case may be. Made it to eight Super Bowls, you know, in football. In prof- now, you got the cheating scandals and all these other things. So I can't – it's hard to give a man credit when, you know, a coach credit when they say he been cheating <laughs> half his career in a certain situation. You know, and Tom wasn't a gunslinger initially, but he developed – they needed each other, I'd say. But the, the 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 difference is Tom went somewhere else, helped implement the system that he learned, and got a win and got a ring. What troubles me more about this whole fiasco is what my team, the 49ers, could have done. I wanted Tom Brady when he was leaving the page. Hell yeah. Fuck Jimmy Garoppolo, man. You telling me I got a chance to get a six-time Super Bowl winner from this area with two? We already got Young and Montana in the Hall of Fame. It was a no-brainer. You got to take your emotions. Man, I don't know. You know, Jimmy might feel. I'm sorry, uh, James Garoppolo. You played well. Um, Maybe we can get you back to New England. But this ain't this ain't for you. We could have had A B. Like after think about this. After losing the Super Bowl, we could have come back the next year with Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, and Rob Gronkowski. And who knows who else we could have got to come take pay cuts. Because that's what Tom did in Tampa Bay. They wasn't well, nobody checking for the Bucks until Brady got there. Hell, they had missed the playoffs with 10, 11, 12 straight years. Shit. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Water under the bridge. But I'm telling you right now, come Sunday, week four, man, Tom Brady finna put up 35 points on these folks, man. I got it 35-13. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a slaughter. I don't know how many of y'all country like I am, but I grew up, my granddaddy had a farm in his backyard. Talking about chickens, hogs, and you know, a lot of sh- ducks. Like, you had a lot of shit back there. And I seen hogs slaughtered before. It ain't pretty. And that, that, sh- that shit ain't pretty. You got to kill them. Then you got to put them in some hot-air water, scold them, and get the hair off of them. They stink. Then you're gutting them, taking out the everything. You know, you got shit coming out with they they, they, they the chitlin, the intestines, all this is this just not a pretty sight, y'all. Hope you're not eating when you heard that. Hope you ain't got a weak stomach. But that's what it's about to be on Sunday night. Oh God. Ooh. It's gonna look horrible. It's gonna be horrible. But that's what they get. I really, I really think. It's one of those situations where the old dude felt like his way or no way 
And the young dude was like, hey, look, man, give me a little more money. Keep A.B. Gronk might stay with us. Well, Gronk retired, but, you know, we can we can do, we can deal. Then he thought, you know what, man, fuck this shit. I ain't got to stay here with this old motherfucker who don't want to listen to me, who don't want me to have no input. I'm gone. He wanted to go west after talking to west. Welcome, it is. And it just didn't happen. So, you know, it is what it is. Now, moving on to a more serious note. This is the serious note. Because this this is what the show is really about. Oh, yeah, by the way, shout out to Columbus, Ohio, Memphis, Tennessee, H-Town, Atlanta, Chicago, New Orleans, Cashville, Dallas, San Antonio, uh, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, Beeham, Aurora, Colorado, Las Vegas was happening. Hey, Las Vegas was happening. Y'all, y'all keep acting like y'all trying to do some Vegas. What's up now? You're listening to me. If you're listening from any of these cities I just named, holler at me. Shoot me an inbox DM on IG. Let me know you're checking. You're checking the show at BTSE underscore three sixty five. Detroit, what up? Charlotte, what up? Fort Worth, STL, St. Louis, what up? Houston, I see the love. I see the love. But but what I wanted to talk to you all about today is why we don't see more talk about what's going on at the University of Kentucky. Football program. If you're listening and you're like, what is, why is Big talking about Kentucky football? Well, that's because they had six players falsely accused by some white fraternity guys who I don't know their name, by the way. Um, they they haven't made their names public, even though they're not minors. Um, but there was an altercation, a fight, at a frat party um, back in March. Uh, Denny Butler, who's a former Metro, Louisville Metro police officer, who now works for people who claim to be wrongfully convicted of crimes. He he was on a radio show and to advocate for the players. Um, there, uh, let me say their names. Offensive lineman, R.J. Adams, running back, Jatan McClain, D.B., Andrew Phillips, wide receiver, Ernest Sanders IV, safety, Vito Tisdale, and D.B., Joel Williams. They were charged with first-degree burglary back in March. It, well, it stems from a March fight. Uh, Tisdale, he was charged with uh, first-degree one-ton endangerment after being identified as the suspect pointing a handgun at one of the victims. Butler said he was raising funds for Tisdale to hire an attorney. Here's what we know. I'm, I'm getting this from the uh, Courier-Journal, by the way. According to the police department, three players entered, entered a residence uninvited where a private party was being held March 6, 2021. They were asked to leave. 
The players became upset and threatened to return. Short time later, those three players returned with additional teammates forcing their way into the residence. One player, Tisdale, um, was supposedly pointing a firearm at a victim. Court documents say the players become involved in physical altercation multiple, with multiple occupants of the residence. Now, the six players play, all pled not guilty to the charges, waived their preliminary hearing, um, and the case was sent to the grand jury. Uh, and so this is what happened with the university investigation. The UK athletic department was made aware after all six were held from the team activities for 11 weeks. A UK spokesman clarified that each player, each of the players was held from team activities. Once they uh, learned about their involvement, players returned to the team in June. In June now, after being cleared by a university board who was uh, investigating the incident. They were they were active for the start of preseason camp, but charges were filed, so he had to hold them off from the team. So here we go. Here we go. This is what I want you guys to know. All six of those guys were cleared of the charges. Cleared of the charges. Charges were dropped. Charges were dropped. Now, there was a racial slur. New fingerprint technology was made aware of. It, it's just a whole bunch of shit. So, let me let me speed this up. The conversation which came in the wake of UK football teams decision to skip practice in support of protests against racial inequality. So there was a lot of things going on with this. I have inside information, not bullshitting, not bull jiving. Um, I'm friends with, well, let me not say friends. I'm associated with um, an alum of that fraternity. I forgot the name of it, um, but he has a legit inside source at UK with what went down. Um, there was a fight. It didn't even involve those guys, those players. Um, it involved one of them, maybe two of them, but not all of them. Um, and they lied to the police. The white boys lied to the police. Um, according to witnesses, the fraternity guys were calling the, the, the black guys and their niggas and all of the shit. So it was some racist shit going on, and they got the jacket. And uh, that's a fight for some people that don't know what I'm talking about. And they lied to the police. They pointed out some guys from the roster. They just said, you know, here go a list of guys, and they just pointed at all of them. One of the guys wasn't even on campus that day. His phone records proved that. Wasn't even on campus. But they said he was there. Now, witnesses, some witnesses come forward and, you know, cleared the guys. But this is what I don't like after all this shit has been said, right? 
you got six players who missed 11 weeks of football program and name was dragged through the mud, called whatever they were called. This is Lexington, Kentucky we're talking about. I've been to Lexington, Kentucky once. I didn't roam around. I was only with my people. I was only with my family. But uh, that ain't a town you want to be black in and folks think you you robbing folks. That's just not what you want. That's not that's that's not really what you want to be in that town. And you're talking about people's lives here. So why why we don't know who filed the false police report? Why we don't know that? You know what I'm saying? Like why I don't know the names of the people who filed the fake report, but I know the names of the people who the report was filed on. These boys got charged. These young men got charged. That's a scar on their name. And then I don't see nobody on these talking head shows talking about the injustice. I don't see ESPN reporting about how, you know, it was a false claim. And they say the charges got dropped, but tell me why they got dropped. Because these got daggone white boys was lying. I said daggone white boys. These motherfucking crackers was lying. That that that's better for me. That felt better. And if you of European descent and you listening to this and you think that's a derogatory term, it ain't meant for you. It's meant for a cracker. It's just like when a black person get called a nigga and they say, I ain't a nigga. I'm I'm a I'm a black man or whatever. That's that's where we at with it. If you don't feel like you qualify as a cracker, then guess what? You you don't qualify as a cracker unless you doing cracker shit. And what they did was cracker shit. Cracker shit. Could have got them boys fucked up for life. Damn football. What kind of, you know what I'm saying? You know how hard it is for a convicted felon, a black convicted felon, to do anything in America? Shit. It would have been hard for them. It would have been hard for them. That's why I play Ply's song, 100 Years. Because it's, it's, it's real. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's legit. That ain't no shit I play around with. And white folks got to be held accountable. Anybody got to be held accountable when they lying. You know what I'm saying? When you lying to, the, to, the, to 12, telling them some bullshit just to get yourself out of some bullshit. But especially the white man, look, bro, Emmett Till in the, hey, y'all seen the pictures? One of the oldest stories in America is some white folks doing some dumb, fucked up shit to get you killed out here. That's what they do. So when I hear about it and I see it, I got to say something. If don't nobody else say something. Big gonna say something. Cause Betty taught me better than that. <laughs> like, you know, I w- I got a little brother, man, and I ain't ashamed to say what I'm about to say. I'm not scared to say it. Like, he grew up he grew up in a little town just like me. He hanged with a bunch of European teenagers, you know, and I tell him like every time I can, like, bro, just be careful. 
just be careful, man. Like, not all European descendants mean us harm. I say it, I'll say it again. They don't all mean us harm. That doesn't mean that some don't. That doesn't mean that the blood that's running through their veins ain't the same as their granddad or their great-granddaddy who couldn't stand a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jethro in 1950 couldn't stand a nigga. And now his grandson, Adam, (laughs) or his great-grandson, Justin, Jonathan, they're hanging around with 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 Didi. I just don't want nothing to happen to him. Cause I didn't seen it. Didn't heard it too many times. That's it. Fucking around with these white boys, you say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, you might be fucking one of their gals or a girl they like. Cause you know, my my little brother, he he handsome like his big brother and his daddy, you know. He got game. He cool like us. He smooth like us. He can't help it. He get it naturally. His granddaddy too. You know what I'm saying? All his uncles. He can't help it. He charismatic. People love him. And that's what I'm scared of. That's what I'm scared of. But, you know, can't be scared. Can't be nervous. Just got to prep him. Let him know. Keep your head on the swivel and watch out for the double and the triple cross, my nigga. Because it's out there. I'm about to go. I ain't trying to get y'all. I'm off my soapbox now. But if anybody got more information on this UK football shit with the fraternity guys, are they going to file charges against those people who lied to the police? Because the police supposed to, I mean, the, the DA supposed to do that off the muscle. If a motherfucker come to the police and file a false police report, and it's found out that the police report is false. The motherfucker who they who who filed it supposed to get, you know what I'm saying? They supposed to get caught up in the system regardless. Whoever they filed it against shouldn't have to say shit. If I'm not mistaken, I know a little bit about the law. I got lawyer cousins and associates. I know how their game go. I don't watch enough Law and Order. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? SVU and and regular Law and Order and Criminal Intent. And the new gen- I don't watch all them hoes enough to know you can't just be lying to the police without some coming back on you. But yeah, keeping it in college football. <sighs> My Miami Hurricanes, man. We just can't get right, man. Like I'm I'm at the point where Manny Diaz is in year three. We just lost to Virginia. At home on a last-minute missed field goal. After being down, double digits, fighting back. De'Aaron King is out, true enough, but, man, that defense plays so undisciplined. Like, it's it's terrible. Man, they getting gashed on the run, giving up big passing plays on third down. Like, I thought that was Manny Diaz's specialty. Now, I know we had some special players on defense. At one point, it was the defense that was holding us up. In the quarter, excuse me. Yeah, I burped. Yeah, I'm not editing it out either. (laughs) Fuck it. 
And the offense was terrible. We couldn't do shit on offense, but our defense was tough. Oh, our defense was tough. You weren't finna go out there and drop 30 on us. Might get 21, but our, def- our, our offense only could get 20. 17. It wasn't explosive enough. Now, De'Aaron King went down. Garcia does a pretty good job as a backup. I'm not going to lie. You know, he's been in the system. You know, he's been on the team a couple years, so he's he doing what he's supposed to do. But that's three losses in five weeks. Do you fire Manny Diaz at the end of the year and go look for another coach again? Or do you give him one more year? We got the players, man. We got the players, bro. Like, Rambo came over from Oklahoma. Cameron Harris in the backfield. Knighton just came back. We got another running back. Like, we got running backs. We got receivers. Hartley. You know, we, we brought guys back. We got uh, Bubba on the back end and on his safety. Like, we got players. Offensive line got better. We have the players. I just don't know. And I was a big Manny Diaz advocate. I just don't know if the boy, if the boy got what it take. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know. I don't know. So we shall see. But that's it. That's it. We 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 keeping it short and sweet today. I just had to get that off my chest. So y'all be easy. Be blessed. And uh I'm gonna give y'all some more of this 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 Cloud and Ray. You know what I'm saying? This dope boy. New album, D. Howard, if you stand. You know, I always wanted to, I always wanted to rap like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, this shit feel like Nick Poe had four fabric hidden in rental. Flying down the inner, blowing straight gas out the window. Hoping that never chick fender. I'm a big spinner, looking at your bitch like she dinner. You better watch your over eye, hit a dog food, no kennel. Cut it with the fennel. You hating from the shab with the money in the middle. So this how I feel to be a dope boy. Move thousand eight grams on the low boy. Sell high by low, make no noise. Four thousand on the nine, better go for it. Man, they say the nigga snitching that with your boy. So faster than the Usain Bolt boy. Nowadays, who cares? They'll go for it. You can snitch still post it with your homeboy. Yeah, I'm smart enough to do a fucking Rubik's Cube. Backpack, swear rap, I can do that too. I got the LBNB like the Moulin Rouge. I got three for every one playing two on two. What is you gonna do? You gonna get up on the ground with your gun telling everybody you gonna shoot. Hey, one time for the dope boy. But don't die, you ain't got shit to show for. Yeah. This shit feel like Nick Poe had four fabric hidden in the rental. Flying down the inner, blowing straight gas out the window. Hoping that never chick fender. I'm a big spinner. Looking at your bitch like she dinner.